This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and how do you become the CFO of your own financial life? We'll ask a woman who's all systems and processes. She's the mind behind the Military Money Podcast, Lacey Langford. Plus, he's got a Plutus Award, so you know he knows how to game the system. It's Len Penzo. And, of course, the guy who had to design a system because he owns his own company, Industry Insider OG. But that's not all. Halfway through the show, we'll continue our year-long battle between our contributors with my striking trivia question. And now, a guy who uses toilet time to binge-watch TV shows on his phone, that's a heck of a system, it's Joe Salcihai! Alright, that one might be a bridge too far, Doug. That might be just a little bit beyond what people want to do. I, I don't think people even knew you pooped. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the number two podcast in America. Really humor podcast. <laughs> I'm Joe Salci, I average Joe Money on Twitter, and happy Labor Day weekend to all of you. You made it the unofficial end of summer today, the official beginning of fall. Wah, wah, wah. Back to school, back to work, back to back to everything. And Fly we got a we got a great Joe's crew just to get full you there. Of sunshine and rainbows today. That guy singing the the man who refused to smile and wave at the camera when when uh, Doug announced him, Mr. OG's here. I Sorry, like how I, you were just stoic, man. Just stoic. Just in the zone for today's topic. He's so ready. And the guy <laughs> always, who's ready deep under Los Angeles, Len Penzo, is here. Yes, and I'm glad summer's almost over. Let me tell you, it's, it's hot. It's, As you can tell from my attire that I know, you know, it's really got uh, OG and uh, Doug uh, excited today with the uh, sleeveless look. So, uh, yeah. For people not watching on YouTube... You're missing uh, Len's gun show. Len's got a gun show going on. And uh, Doug, he stole your parachute Not pants. a high caliber gun. I do. I was waiting for that one. That was teed those up. Are, those are guns that have never seen the sun. Also. <laughs> no. 
blinded by the light. I appreciate the, it, Len. I thought it was for me. So thank, thank you, Lacey. Thank, thank you. you. Checks in the mail. And the woman who's wondering why she's back already. She's like, I just left you people just a couple weeks ago. Lacey Langford is back. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I see you guys couldn't go along without me. We can't go without you. We can't. We had to have you back right away. But you know what? I thought about this topic about systems and processes and I know your military money show system is unbelievable, but your money management system at home also, you rely on systems. I do for a lot of things beyond money, but everything. It's important to make sure you reach your goals. Yes. She makes sure she has uh, cold beer at the end of each day and, uh, and no? dark chocolate. There's a couple of staples. <laughs> She's got those. So for the, the three Hallmark people that channel. don't. <laughs> oh no, Hallmark. that's not my jam. That is not my no, jam. Not it. Lacey's like, if it doesn't blow up, right? Doesn't <laughs> blow up. Or rock. Right. Tell the three people that don't know about the Military Money Show what you do, because it's amazing. Thank you. I help the military community with everything to make, save, and invest money wisely. I think it's an important part of serving to have a good financial background and understanding to build wealth and make sure you stay out of debt so you can stay focused on what's most important. Plus, getting out of the military is no joke. So having a little bit of financial knowledge under your belt before you leave is really important. So that's what the show's all about. And you can find it wherever finer podcasts are found. Yeah, everywhere. Where, where the classy podcasts are. <laughs> the classy ones, absolutely. You know, there's one system, Lacey, that we have here on the show that probably we should, uh, OG? I've got a joke to tell. What? Like right in the middle <laughs> of this entire show? You got a joke to tell. This episode sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you could start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Considering a big home improvement project, maybe you want to consolidate debt. You could borrow up to 100% of your home's equity with a fixed rate home equity loan with zero closing cost or easily borrow as you go with a home equity line of credit. Both options could help make life's big expenses seem more manageable. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required, terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Okay, so we've got Lacey, we got Len, we got OG, we got neighbor Doug, so let's go. All right, today's piece that made me really inspired to talk about this comes to us from the Wall Street Journal. It was written by Julia Carpenter earlier this month, and it's about 
in marriage is needing a CFO and a COO. And I kind of laughed when I saw this OG because I thought most people don't think in terms of CFO or COO, like to talk about having both of those roles in any relationship. And we can even frankly get rid of the whole relationship piece of this and involve single people too, because we have times when we need to be CFO and we have times we need to be COO. And I don't think we think about that enough. We think of, you know, I think we think about Netflix time. We think about spend money time. We think about got to just take the credit card out time. We don't think enough about these roles. I think it's important to also look at it from the perspective of the fact that you're probably good at one of those things. And you're probably, probably maybe not so great at the other one. And if you have a relationship or you have an opportunity to partner with somebody that is kind of a yin to your yang, that's awesome. But if you don't, you got to think about how to solve that. Yeah, you truly need to have time and attention because those two roles super important. L let's talk about this, Lacey. What really is at stake here? The lack of a money management system, like in real cost. Any idea of what that might cost you? A lot of money and mistakes and going in the wrong direction, especially if you're in a marriage or a relationship and you don't have a common goal that you're working towards, not on the same page. You're both probably going to be doing different things, especially if you have a like OG was saying, a different skill set, like you're better at one thing than you are the other. You're both going to be moving in different directions. So it's going to take longer to reach your financial goals, probably cost you more money and a lot more fighting. Yeah. And if you're not in a relationship, still fighting with yourself or doubting yourself or wondering why I never have any money when everyone around you does. I mean, it's funny, Len, we think about some of these little decisions, right, that we make. We're like, oh, YOLO, I'll just spend a little extra today because it's Friday on whatever it might be. And if we don't have those systems in place, this can add up to some real cash. Yeah. You know, over the long haul of time, a lot of little things add up. And so you have to watch that thing. I mean, we always talk about the power of compounding and, and compound growth. If you let things go a little bit, drip by drip by drip, eventually, you know, you're going to feel the impacts and it usually just creeps up on you all at once. Kind of like, um, uh, what was that? Uh, Ernest Hemingway from uh, The Sun Also Rises, like, how did you go bankrupt slowly at first, then all at once, right? <laughs> but I yeah. mean, that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, if you let things go and you don't pay attention and you let bad habits continue to build up, you, you don't even know it and usually until it's too late. So yeah, very important. This is interesting for families that spend paycheck to paycheck. And they talk about how in 2023, this is from a piece in Fortune, 2023 cash poor report talking about middle-class people often with college degrees and six-figure income. So this is not just people with, with low income. They end up spending, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, 25 billion more in hidden junk fees. Just the cost of little junk fees, not having a cash reserve, not knowing how your money system works has just this, this huge number. And overall, overall, when it comes to junk fees, Get this number worldwide, $415 billion in additional fees we pay because we don't pay attention to the little numbers. So some big things. Let's dive into this. When you think money CFO, then Lacey, what are some of the tasks? Like if I'm really taking seriously my role as CFO, some of the basic things I should do during this CFO time I'm going to set aside. Well, I think budget planning you know, getting, setting a goal, what is the numbers, what are you trying to do? And then creating the system to make that happen because you could talk about it all day long, but if you don't have a plan of action in a way that you are able 
to implement, not how somebody else does something I think is really important. And then also to monitor that. You can't just set something and forget about it. You have to have a plan of how you're going to do it, do it, and then fine tune it over time because nothing is going to stay the same. You're going to change. Your goals are going to change. You know, If you're single and you get married, that's going to change the plan too. So I think making sure you're monitoring it and making changes as needed is important. Len, I know that even as we talk about this piece in the Wall Street Journal, that that your family operates this way, right? You've got uh, CFO, not only CFO time, but between you and the honeybee, you guys have your own roles. Yeah, uh, and we have since we got married in, what, uh, 1997, so a long time, 26, 27 years. I've always been, and I've addressed it this way, as the household CEO and uh, the honeybee has been, my wife has been the CFO, the household CFO. And how we divided those duties up is um, she's responsible as the CFO for the shorter term day-to-day financial management and planning. And I have the task of the longer term strategic stuff. So the the big stuff like, um, you know, retirement planning and investments and our what our emergency fund allocation should be. And so, and where, where she's working, making sure the bills are paid, that we have enough money in the checking account at all time, that we're not falling behind on anything. And of course, we every month we we meet and and we collaborate and we discuss both of our duties and we make sure that we're all on the same page. So, and it's worked successfully for you know twenty seven years. I'm glad you define those, Len. What each person did because I've met you, and I've met the honeybee. And I would say that she's the CFO and the CEO. If you hadn't, <laughs> if if you hadn't told me that, like what the role were, CEO and title only. He gets to put it on his business card. Is that how you asked to be addressed? Well, yeah, it helps him get to Please. sleep at night. Just let him have his little dreams. So you know, I've written about this in the past. So, and I've I've got it right in front of me right now. There are seven tasks for each of us that that are defined. Do you want me to real quick? I'll, I'll read these off. Just they're bullet points. So yeah, I don't want to bore anybody. Them. Okay, so for myself as a CEO, mine's identifying the future household expenditures, categorizing those expenditures as either non-discretionary or discretionary, so which ones are needs and which ones are wants, developing our strategic, what I call our strategic spending plan, so our long-term spending out over the five, six-year period, establishing the budget, you know, setting those budget limits, and then I'm also ensuring that my entire family, now not so much now because my kids have grown up, but when my kids were younger, we had a family meeting and they understood what our strategic spending plan is and the budget. And they had inputs in the strategic spending plan, by the way, you know, because sometimes they kids did. think of, yeah, sometimes kids think of things or have ideas that, you know, as a parent, you don't think of, you know, they like they might say, hey, I wanted to go to Disney World or somewhere that you weren't. Yeah. I mean, most kids think of that, but I, I'm having trouble thinking of something. But they come up with some neat ideas. Is this the deal, Len, where you hand Nina 10 bucks to bring it up in front of mom because you don't want to? <laughs> yeah, great. I wish. Where were you when I needed you for that, Joe? No, that's that's a great idea. The other two real quick are adhering to the strategic plan, making sure we adhere to the strategic plan and refining the strategic plan whenever necessary. So and then real quick, as the CFO, what uh, yes. the wifey did. It still does is I think I've already said it mostly. She maintains our, all of our records. She maintains the spreadsheet that we track everything with. You know, she pays the bills. She balances the checkbook. She makes sure that we're not falling behind on anything. And she also makes sure we're adhering to the strategic spending plan. And then she also identifies any negative financial trends that are showing up in our budget and our spending. So she'll say, hey, it looks like our electricity bill has been going up steadily for the last three months. You know, we better watch that. Things like that. So, and that's how it works. Pretty simple, really. Yeah. And assuming, OG, that you're on board with the stuff that Len just talked about, 
where do you really start there? Because Len's got this great system, right, of roles and responsibilities. But if I'm just starting out and I just heard everything Len said, I'm like, well, that's a lot. I don't know how to implement that. Like, where do we where do we begin? I think the first place to start has got to be just in a conversation about money. It's let's be all on the same page around where are we today and what are the facts going on? You know, it's interesting going through this conversation with people all the time about how much money do you make? How much is in your 401k? How much, how much is your electricity bill? How much is your credit card debt? And the wide range of answers that you can get from people that are in the same household about the same question is, is mind boggling because like, well, I don't know. I think we spend, you know, 500 bucks a month on groceries and you look and you go, well, it's actually 1500. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, that's kind of the same. It's like, that's not the same. Those are different numbers. And neither of them are right, right? It's not, and, and to your point, Len, about the electricity bill going up, it's not like you're going to run around and, you know, jack the AC, you know, up to 80 and turn all the lights off and all that sort of, you're just going to go, okay, this affects other things. It's not, we're not being punitive in the analysis. It's not like, oh my gosh, the electricity bill's higher. We have to do all this catastrophic stuff. It's just, we need to be aware of it so that we can adjust other areas in the, in the plan to make sure that we stay on track with the other things. Yes, that's it. But I'm surprised by that because I thought that you were going to say, not where we're at today, OG. I thought you were going to say it really, the first conversations about where we need to, where we're going. Because I think none of that even matters if we don't know where we're going. Well, I mean, I think those two kind of sort of go hand in hand and, you know, chicken or egg type of thing in terms of begin with the end in mind and, and kind of recognize where you are. But as I work through financial plans with people, the way that we look at it is really clearly identifying kind of where all the bodies are buried today. Because when you have a clear understanding of where everything is now, we can start making decisions about the future. And so we, we, you know, obviously it's important to be on the same page for goal setting. And, you know, if one person in a relationship is like, I think we should pay for all of our kids' college expenses. And the other person is thinking paying for all of it means just the tuition and they're going to find their own housing. You know, you got to kind of flesh that stuff out and make sure that the words that we're using are the same. But at the very beginning of this process in my book, it's really you know, how much is in your checkbook right now? I don't know. Like you, nobody knows the answer to this. Nobody knows how much credit card debt they have. They have an idea, but it's a widely disparate answer between family members. Lacey, uh, you just heard Len's system. Is your system, did you hear things that are similar to yours or is your system vastly different? I think there are some things that are similar, some things that are different. I definitely do both of those roles, the majority of those roles in my household but strategic planning is definitely both of us. That's you know a conversation that we're having about where we're at, where we want to go, how are we going to get there? Because both of us have to have buy-in in that. It, you know, my, my husband's idea of where we should go might be completely different, or you know, I think we should go. It might be more boat and all of these other things versus I might be like, let's go do experiences and things like that. So, I think that strategic or just even a plan of what we want because we both have different values that we, you know, want to spend our money on and the things that we want for the kids and like coming together, you know, what are we on the same page for? Like OG was saying, like both of us don't want to pay all for all of college for our kids. Neither of us, you know, had college paid for ourselves. So we're definitely not, you know, doing that for our kids. You know, we found value in working our way through that on our own. So, but I think the system that I use in doing both of those roles is definitely communicated to my husband. I don't just do those in a vacuum. I always give the talk to make sure he's paying attention. And I say, okay, this is a, if I die kind of thing you need to know, like this is, 
the system that we're using. This is where everything's at. This is how you do it. So even though I might be doing a lot of those roles, he's able to step in and do those things. And he knows the plan. You're handling the minute to minute, but he knows every step of the plan. Yep. Now, if one of the two of you leaves the house with the credit card, and let's say there's something that comes up, how do you know what the parameters are around what is a good expense and what is not? Uh, I mean, for you, because you're in it minute by minute, right? And you know the numbers, it's probably easy for you going, yeah, I can't swipe for that. But for him, how are there checks and balances in your family for everybody else in the family? Well, I think the first thing is we've had those discussions. So we know this is the plan. And if you're going to deviate from it or take a hard left, probably going to need to have a discussion or a phone call about that, but also making sure that he's aware of what we have and what's in the budget and what's not in the budget. And then if it's something that we need or want, then we're adjusting, okay, how are we going to get there? What do we need to change? What are those things we need to give up or adjust fire on in order to be able to accomplish that spending goal. But I think for us, we're big on communication. I think that comes from the military and us spending a lot of time apart with deployments is that we have always had to stay in constant communication about running our household kids, but also the money. Len, in your family, if the honeybee handles that, how does she, same question, how do you guys handle it? If you leave with a credit card and you need new tires and you realize I'm right by the place. Well, now it's easy. You just... When you have financial freedom, you know, that kind of stuff, those are easy. But when you're first starting out, it's more difficult. I, you know, the, the easiest way or the, it's not really easy, but the most efficient way to determine what are real wants and what are real needs, you know, what's discretionary and what's truly non-discretionary. When you do what we, I used to do, you know, I was always under the threat of a layoff in my job profession, always. So I was always, we were always having fire drills and by always, I mean, maybe every other year. We do a, what I called a, a layoff fire drill where we assumed that I was laid off. Maria had the spreadsheet and I had my sp- the same spreadsheet. And I said, okay, there's our list of expenses. I want you to tell me which ones are going if I'm laid off tomorrow and the income stops. Go down that entire list of every expense in, in our spread. I mean, we have every penny is accounted for and we have it all laid out in, our, in that spreadsheet. I want you to go through every one of those things and you say which ones are absolutely we are not cutting from the budget. And I will do the same and then we will compare our answers. And it was really eye-opening to see you know, the differences between what she thought were absolutely non-negotiable expenses versus what I thought were non-negotiable. And you, you come and you, you just talk it over and you come to, you eventually you come to a consensus of what the real non-discretionary purchases are. It's eye-opening and it, it's slightly stressful <laughs> at first, but I mean, it's, if you do it, handle it rationally before you're laid off, that's when I recommend you do it. It really helps the relationship. But OG, this fire drill kind of thing that Len's talking about isn't just great for married people. I mean, if you're single, just going, what are my non-negotiables? What do I need? And running through that could save you a lot of pain if you end up laid off. It's funny that you call it a fire drill. We call them lifeboat drills, but it's kind of the same thing. And if you're working through it either together or separately, it's also a really good exercise for deciding what is the first order of business if something doesn't go your way. And that's really when people are going to make bad money decisions. It's it's generally not when things are going awesome, right? It's It's when the stress of all the other externalities happen when you go, oh, we just got to get out of stocks right now, you know, and you go, wait, hold on. That's not part of the plan. Don't do that yet. Or we need to sell everything and move it to cash because I don't know when I'm going to need the money. It's like, well, if you've thought through this and you've done the exercise Len's talking about, 
Now you go, well, no, our, our need number is this. We have this in the emergency fund, which we've calculated because of this exercise. So we have six months in order to sustain ourselves so we can make decisions over a six-month window, not Friday afternoon at four o'clock because I got laid off on the way out the door this week. And now I'm stressed out for the whole weekend and I wake up on Monday and, and do some irrational things that seem rational in the moment, but are irrational in the long term. So there's a lot of benefit in pre-gaming it. Your mind is very uh, uh, tricky. If, if, you've already, if you've already experienced something, it's not as scary the second time. And your brain doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality, right? You go on a roller coaster. You, we just, I just took my boys to, the, to Cedar Point and Sandusky. And we watched all the videos and it helped a little, <laughs> but I bet it would help if I went a second time on some of them. You know, I'm not as brave as I once was, I don't think. But, you know, there were a couple where I was like, this one's going to freak me out. And then you get to the top of the hill, you go over, you do the thing, you go, okay, I was safe. I didn't throw up. I didn't, no one threw up on me. You know, it's like all, all my biggest fears were okay. They, none of them materialized. And that's the same thing about working through these exercises, these fire drills or lifeboat drills, is you get the opportunity to kind of experience it and then decide how to handle it. So God forbid it actually does happen. You're replaying the scenario, not creating it for the first time. I love that. Thank you. How much time should people expect if they're just starting to think about being the CFO of the family uh, on CFO duties, on planning the budget? Lacey, about how much time How much time should somebody really try to carve out to make sure that they're doing a good job of this? I would think you should do at least an hour a week where you kind of assess everything, make sure it's on track. There might be things that you have to look up. Until you have muscle memory, it's going to take longer to do something. The more you do it, it, you're going to be more efficient at it. So I would say an hour is manageable for people. Do you have a set time on your calendar, like set out? Not time, but on on Fridays, yes. Okay. Where I try to do things. For you, it has to happen on a Friday. Yes. And if it's not going to be able to happen on a Friday, then try to do that in advance. But I think that's really important too, to schedule things. Like if not, it's just going to get lost in the weeds. Len, what about in your house? Yeah, ours, it's the first of the month. We make sure all the bill, everything's totaled up at the end of the month and then the first of the month we do it. And nowadays it's like, it's a five minute conversation between me and the honeybee. But when we were younger and just starting out, it was a longer conversation. There was a lot more, it was much more serious and drawn out because we hadn't figured things out yet. We were, you know, it's constantly refining process. It's not like you set it and forget it. You're constantly updating, changing goals. And, and those meetings would be, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour sometimes. So I but mean, you like, but, but then she had stuff she was doing beyond that meeting. So do you like Lacey's an hour a week kind of expectation? Yeah, I think that's reasonable and it goes fast. I mean, I, if you're doing this, what I call the CFO duties, the day to day, I mean, that, that takes time to get all that stuff and record it. And yeah, I'd, I'd say that's good. Yeah. Cheryl and I have our weekly money meeting that is capped at 20 minutes, but Lacey, to your point, when we first set out, we would always spill over. Like it was setting it up and now we can easily stay within 20 minutes, but almost like Len, you said, it's five minutes now, yeah. you know, That's Lacey, I like your term of well, you muscle know, The memory. older you get, it's hard to last a while, Joe. <laughs> There's a pill for that. Does your budget meeting last more than four hours? <laughs> so you get a serious problem. <laughs> this budget meeting won't end. Call your financial professional if your budget meeting lasts. At first, I thought this was a great thing. <laughs> but the spreadsheet stayed open, if you know what I mean. <laughs> OG, uh, do, do you like that hour a week? It's funny that you guys are talking about this because I just I'm, I'm looking at a piece of paper here that I was writing down our 
kind of a budget cash flow, whatever you want to call it, has uh, gotten a little squirrely this year for different reasons. And so I just started jotting down like big numbers down that I could kind of off the top of my head going, oh yeah, you know, well, there's house insurance. That's a number, you know, we pay for life insurance and, you know, wine and, you know, all this other, these big, these big ticket items. I like how wine makes the first four. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Bread, food does not make, utility bill doesn't, but no. wine makes it. No. Wine did. But to Lacey's point, if you don't, if, if you just go back every so often, like it took a while to kind of sort through all this, like, okay, I got to get out the credit card statements. I've got to download it. I need to categorize it and see, you know, cause the way Amex categorizes stuff is different than how we might do it. So I'm sure they don't put wine way up there. <laughs> well, they do categorize it by, by purchase amount and you go, huh? Wow. Number four on the list. Weird. Like should get a Christmas card from these people. Anyways, the, the point is, is that it's taken a lot longer because we don't do this. We just kind of let it let it go away yeah. after a while. And now kind of going back to it is a much more arduous process of getting all that data back to what I was talking about at the beginning, getting all that data and just going, all right, let's just level the playing field where all the bodies buried right this minute. I think that's an important point that OG makes, Lacey, that you're not going to get this right right away. And I think you kind of alluded to this earlier, too. Just be aware, everybody, all of our stackers listening to this, trying to set this up, you're going to screw this up. Oh, yeah. Nobody's perfect. Everybody, like OG was saying, like, sometimes it gets away from you. Things get busy. Life, things change. Like, we have kids now. They're starting to drive and different expenses for sports. Yeah, there's so many things that get added on that now we have to adjust our spending because of these things and, and prepare for different things in the future. So I think that you do have to fine-tune it over time. I think that's just really important. Like it will never be the same. It will never be good. And I also want to touch on the timing too. Like if, you know, you're in a relationship and you're trying to have these discussions and it's not a good time to just like, right when somebody wakes up, like, let's dive into this right now. Like, let's get out all this paperwork. (laughs) I really, this is my moment. sweet pillow talk. Like, hey, I know you just woke up. Like my cat um, Cooper, I wake up yesterday and he's staring at me with his face right in my face like he's plotting my death like don't yes. do that yeah do you want to talk budget Which yeah talk let's budget? talk about your spending <laughs> right now now that i have your attention and now that i have a captive audience i do think setting a time and making it fun i mean i talk about this in stacked about if you don't make it fun if you don't make it a little fun or at least a little lively you know i mean we talked about this earlier pancakes or wine is generally for cheryl and i uh, 20 minutes and it was the pancakes or wine that made it palatable when we began. And now it's just part of the joke. It's part of the fun. Coming up in the second half of this conversation, we're going to go into some of the tools you guys use that you recommend. We'll talk about maybe how some of these meetings go that you have. I've noticed that uh, obviously all of our meetings are a little bit different the way that we handle these things. So we'll give people our best advice. But before we get to that, if you're new to the Stacking Benjamin show, you don't know that at the midway point of every Friday episode, We have this epic year-long competition between our three contributors, OG, Len, and Paula Pant, who, Lacey, you're sitting in for Paula today, so your team, Paula Pant. No pressure. And Lacey, that means uh, we've got some good news and some bad news for you. Which one would you like? The good news. The good news is somehow, someway, Paula Pant, who is always perennially in last place, is tied for first with Len at 11 points which means that you get to go second because Len won before Paula did. So that's the bad news is you have to guess second. 
more good news is OG, who's won the last two years in a row, is in last place with nine. But there is other news there, which is OG's won the last two weeks in a row to close it from 11-11-7 to 11-11-9. So is that going to continue? We're about to find out because, Doug, you've got uh, today's trivia question. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I believe it's Labor Day weekend. I'll celebrate by throwing a cookout for my friends in Joe's mom's yard. You know, as long as she's not home. Last year was a total disaster. Who knew that hot dogs needed to be refrigerated ahead of time? Well, I'm (laughs) thankful everyone escaped okay. And speaking of thanks, here's some history. Turns out we can all thank Grover Cleveland for the three-day weekend. Although, I guess we can't actually thank him because... You know, there's a pretty good chance he's dead by now. But not only was Cleveland the guy who signed the law that made Labor Day an official federal holiday, but he also was the only U.S. president to serve two non-consecutive terms. I guess he really was a big fan of taking a hard-earned break. To celebrate Labor Day, let's talk about labor in America. Throughout Cleveland's second go at the presidency and beyond, membership in labor unions rose steadily, peaking in the 1950s. Even this summer... Hundreds of thousands of union members across the United States are currently on strike. The most well-known among those is probably the Writers Guild of America, which hit its 123rd day of striking today and whose membership includes roughly 20,000 television and film writers across the country. I bet that's about how many people got to see Whitesnake on their last tour of all the state fairs. (laughs) I knew Len would like that one. Today's (laughs) trivia question is, how long was the biggest labor strike in American history in terms of cumulative days off the job? I'll be back right after I finish transforming my bathtub into a giant cooler for the weekend. You you do refrigerate the beverages. Hey, I know some safety food rules. (laughs) Kind of. As long as we don't uh, reprise what happened last year. That was awful, Doug. There was a hospital nearby. I mean, just relax. <laughs> just just awful. Lacey's going second. Len, you've got first shot at this. The longest strike in terms of consecutive days no, off of cum- the job. No, no, this is an important distinction, Joe. Cumulative days off. Cumulative worker days off the job. So length of the strike times the number of people striking. Oh. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yep. so we got to take the number of people striking and then multiply times the number of days. Wow. Okay. Well, that's very clever. So total worker days off. It's a big uh, number. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, bigger yeah, yeah. than seven. Okay. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, wow. First, I got to think who, what union would have gone on strike and then kind of estimate the number of people in that union. Then I have to take mm-hmm. a stab at how many days they were off. Wow. Doug, oh, yeah. you've outdone yourself this week. Um, boy, what would have been, what would, what, who's gone on strike for a long time? That's probably, is it a truckers? Is it the Teamsters? And you said the Writers Guild was like 14,000. I think that, I'm going to say it was truckers. Nice short-term memory. I just said it was 20,000. Okay, 20, It was 14. like 42 Jeez. seconds ago, Len. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm old. First thing to go, you know? Short-term memory. Um, Biceps are the first thing to go. Biceps. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Oshie. I don't know. I, I'm going to say, let's say the union of 100,000, and then they were off on strike for, most strikes 
gosh, I can't imagine a strike lasting more than a, well, what the hey, maybe it did last. Let's say 10 months. So 10 months times 30 days is 300. Is that right? 3,000. No, 300 days. Hold on. 300. 300 times, what did I say? 100,000? 100,000 people. So that's three, and then all those zeros. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Put the commas in. That, wow, I don't know, man. This number seems unreasonable, but I'm going to say it because that's what I came up with. 30 million man hours. Days. Man days. Man days. Man days. 30 million man days. Lacey, we've got uh, 30 million. I don't even know how to process this question. <laughs> That was my goal. He did this, say it was bigger than seven. This is the Maybe wildest question since how many tubs of popcorn does it take to fill the Empire State Building? I don't think we've had one. Like I think it's a good Labor Day question, though. Talking about it is. I'm having to labor, labor for you're an doing answer. Labor, right? I mean, we heard Len doing the Lamaze method a second ago. <laughs> He's breathe, breathe. Yes, I think this is just a stab in the dark. But I don't think that many people went on strike for that long. So I'm going to say, I just, it's a lot of pressure. I don't want to let Paula down. I just, I'm very nervous, very nervous. But I'm going to go with. Did you know what we're playing for, Lacey? It's really not that big of a deal. Oh, it's a huge OG, deal. Do you want to point it out? That trophy? That <laughs> <laughs> you're pointing to your family. I was like, whoa. Yes. Stakes yes. are shot. We're playing for OG's three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to pay for their college? <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody's like, I think the number's two. I think it's two. <laughs> dive, dive. Especially since you're redoing your budget. I don't know that I want to win that. <laughs> All right. Yes, I'm going to go with five million. She goes with, wow, we got 30 million and we've got five million, OG. Yeah, I, I'm with Len on this one. This is going to be a big number. I thought Teamsters, my dad was a truck driver. I was thinking auto workers. Hmm, I've never heard that. Before. Yeah, that'd have been another that's like, good one too. I feel like the UAW was on strike for a really long time when I was a kid, because that's kind of sort of also related to where my family worked, and there was a lot of financial stress going on when I was really young. I mean, what are there? Are there like a million UAW workers? There's, I feel is like there, there really is. what? I, <laughs> my number's like way low. Way low. I think I think Doug's saying no. There's not there's a million. Not a million. But they don't even, there's not even a million people working. Why are at you Walmart helping him? They're the Doug? largest employer. What? After sorry, yeah. I don't know why. Because know. what are you doing? I don't know. What I'm are you not doing? doing? If you're gonna help anybody, it would have been me. You're right. I, I like you the best by far. Listen, Lacey. here's the deal. The number's greater than thirty million, so I'm just gonna say thirty million and one. I I feel like the right answer is probably somewhere in the seventy million. 70, 80 million range. So that's my unofficial answer. My official answer is 30 million and one. Well, you're doing the Doc G again. Yeah. And then you're going to, you're yep. going to do the circle dance after you win. Like Doc G, remember Doc G said, oh, I nailed it. But he, Chelsea Brennan, uh, yes. Yeah. Sucks to suck, Lent. Chelsea yeah, Brennan, <laughs> Tiffany, and no, Tiffany. You get back up here on top, then I'm going to Chelsea Brennan you. This just started sounding weird. <laughs> We're just playing for that trophy. <laughs> Nothing like arguing over who's going to be on top. Oh, all right. But speaking of the laborer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. We would love to tell you who is right between 5 million, 30 million, and 30 million and one. But you're going to have to wait a minute. We'll be right back. 
Stackers, you've heard the bad news. Mint is shutting down. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, well, there is some good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money, it's what Cheryl and I use to manage our money. I, as you know, advocate a weekly meeting and Cheryl and I live by that weekly meeting. We sometimes miss it, but we get back on the horse and half the reason is, is because we consistently get updates and reminders from uh, Monarch money. I'm a notifications off kind of guy, but with Monarch, I want to see the notifications because it helps us collaborate. We have our goals right next to the short-term spending that we have when we open up the app so we can see exactly what we're truly going for. And, you know, compare that thing in the moment that we want with what's the long-term goal. It's truly the next generation of personal finance apps. If you've been frustrated that there's ads all over your app or it's difficult to use or doesn't get updated, the Monarch people were too. And that is why they built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, your investments, your transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you head to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. You're going to get to kick the tires for 30 days, which I absolutely love because you want to make sure that it's for you. And I think the longer you use it, the more you will see like I did, that uh, it's intuitive. Number one, it has this very simple design that makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. It's easy to collaborate. Uh, Cheryl has her login. I have mine. We can set up how we want. And you can send it to your financial advisor as well to have them have a login, anybody who's on your team. And you know what? No extra fee for that, which is amazing. It's all customizable, customer-focused, ad-free privacy you can trust. They'll never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. So after trying out Monarch for myself, I get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, you can try too with an extended 30-day free trial. All you have to do is go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech for a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Len, you started off this shindig by saying 30 million people. How are you feeling now? Uh, I just got Chelsea Brennan. No, I'm not feeling good. I think I think Josh is right. I think it's it's probably more. I, I had no idea there were unions with a million people in them, but they probably were back in the day. Uh, you know, Josh could be right. OG could be right. One of the two. Uh, Lacey, you said 5 million. I'm not feeling great about it. Feeling a little weak, but I'm going to stand firm and see it through. We'll see. OG, you feeling as confident about your pick as it seems like everybody else is is uh, feeling? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I've won. Just I, I oh don't know goodness. why, but I just feel like being I won. with all of us, you've already won. I just, uh, yeah, I'd love to see if this is overconfidence, Doug. Uh, please tell me it's overconfidence. Who's our winner? 
Hey there, stackers. I'm makeshift cooler pioneer and maker of fine craft bathtub liquor, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. The biggest single union labor strike in U.S. history in terms of cumulative days off work took place when all 400,000 members of the United Mine Workers went on strike from April 1946 to December 1946 to demand a health plan for workers and retirees. So how many cumulative days off the job did that massive strike cause? OG quickly uses his calculator. Well, you know, I'm not going to just give you that answer. First, I've got to embarrass our contestants publicly by telling you how ridiculously far off their guesses were. So what was the biggest strike in U.S. history in terms of cumulative days off? Let's just say it this way. Lacey was off by a mere 65.4 million. Lynn was off by 40.4 million, and OG was off by like 40.399999 million. OG's our winner because the answer is 70.4 million cumulative days off work. Unbelievable. What, what did I say my right you answer did, was? You did. You did. You almost nailed it. Lenny did the same thing Doc G did last week. Yeah. This is a, this, uh, no, you can't take credit for nailing. If you're going to Chelsea Brennan, you get no credit for nailing anything. Okay. No, no, no. And it is unbelievable how fast this <laughs> has become a game. All of a sudden, just a couple weeks later, after we'd written OG off, it's now yeah. 11, 11, 10. Yeah. Amazing. Into September. It's, man. It's the power of the Chelsea Brennan. It is worth something. It is definitely worth something. Oh, going last? And it, yes. he'll struggle yes. again once he's going first. Yes. But you're it's right. It's hard being, being first. Able to, being able to do that. It's not easy. I would have said 70 million. If you'd gone first. Yeah. Yeah. And then wow. I'd have said seven then I'd have said seventy sixty nine 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 nine. And you would have still lost. And you would have lost. Oh seventy million one 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 one. Let's move into the second half of our show. Uh, the second half is brought to you by depositaccounts.com. Lacey, you know what happens when you go to depositaccounts.com? No, but I want you to tell me. Oh, I will. I so <laughs> will. Right there. <laughs> Good job, Lacey. You will find that you can compare more than 275,000 deposit rates from over 11,000 banks and credit unions all for free against each other. And you really, really might want to. As we record this, let me give you some of these rates. If you're in just the national average savings account, you're earning a whopping 0.43%. Woohoo! But if you're in the 1%, the top 1% average is 4.65% APY. CDs, top 1% is at 5.54 for a one-year CD. National average all the way down at 3.67. And money markets, top 1%, 4.46% APY, while the national average is 0.74. Big move if you get up to the top 1%. Head to depositaccounts.com and uh, compare your deposit accounts. Let's get that money moving, people. Uh, speaking of getting moving... We talked a little bit about how much time. I want to go into some of the tools that you use. So, Lacey, let's start with you. For your budget tracking, for your CFO duties, what's maybe your favorite tool of all that you use to get this thing going? Just Excel or Google Sheets. Simple spreadsheet. Because yep. also, there's two of us, so I need to create a, a method that my husband will actually use. And if it's a complicated app or something that he just isn't into. So I think when you're looking at, because if you're looking at creating systems using a budgeting tool like Excel or an app or things like that, those are tools you're using in the system. But if two people are using it 
you need to make sure that it's a tool that both of you are going to be willing to use and the other person's going to be willing to step in if you are incapacitated or not willing to perform your duties anymore. So I think I'm more into keeping it simple and easy for us to use. And that's, you know, what we've become accustomed to. Do you use any of the automation? I mean, I know Tiller Money automates your spreadsheet. So you use your spreadsheet, but then every day it it, it puts the new values in for you. You use Look, anything like that? Joe, she pretty much just said it. She married a chipmunk. He can't handle that level of complexity. So she has to keep it really simple. She can't use, she just <laughs> Doug's, said it. Doug's about to get a knock on his door. <laughs> I will be sure to relay that. like, Wow. Wow. I didn't say it. I'm reiterating what she said. It needs to be simple. We can't use an app or anything. My husband needs to be able to understand it. Yeah. I think you were thinking caveman, not chipmunk. I, th- I think that's the way all of our spouses talk about us behind our back, by the way. You should see I'm married to that Joe. Yeah. Len, what type of, uh, use any, any apps, any, uh, fun tools to get there? Unfortunately, no. I, I, like, just like Lacey, we use the spreadsheet and I will in defense of spreadsheets being simple. Yes, they are simple to implement at the basic level, but the beauty of them is they are truly, they are very powerful and they are customizable to you to a level that other apps, they, I'm sorry, they just can't, you can't customize them like a spreadsheet can be customized. And the beauty of these spreadsheets are over time, like after, well, I was using these before, way, way before in my career, but Let's say you're just starting out and you're using them only for your personal finance management. Over time, you will become an expert if you want to, and you will discover all of the cool things that a spreadsheet can do. Uh, the, the spreadsheet I have now is, it, if I do say so myself, it's absolutely amazing. I have that thing. That thing breaks out spending in pie charts, and I've got things tied to other things, and it's it's like it's just amazing what how powerful it is now after 27 years of continually upgrading it over time slowly and it's just amazing um and i highly recommend it i i just think one nothing can be as customized more than that spreadsheet i mean you can design that thing to do so many things that i don't care what's what's out there this you can't beat a spreadsheet but back to you for a second lacy you know how many people in our community swear by programs like ynab or maybe every dollar, or, you know, I've played with cube money. You guys don't use any of those systems. Have you tried any of those systems? Yes. I've tried, I think, cube. I'm not sure which other ones, but to me, it's it's learning something new. And then that also requires my husband to learn that something new. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. I am not as skilled with Excel as Len is. So I will say mine's very basic. I don't understand Excel to its fullest, but then again, like I don't need to, like it, what we're doing works. And then also too, some of those things that you have to pay for, or there's temptation to pay for a higher threshold of whatever that product is. And I feel like, you know, keeping it simple with everything related to money is the best way to go about it because when it gets more complicated, it gets confusing, mistakes get made. And then also you actually have to do these things. You ha- you can't use tools that you're not comfortable with using or easy so that when you sit down, you're ready to do it, not dreading using that tool that you, you've put your information into and then hoping that it's, it's going to reach your goal. Hey, by the oh, way, geez. real quick, real yeah. quick before people say, well, Excel, it costs, you know, because now it's it's expensive if you pay for Excel a license every every year. Yeah. Get There's something out there called Apache Open Office. It is I, virtually identical to Excel, virtually identical, and it's absolutely free and it's open source. And uh, that's what I use. So it works. It's identical and free. 
Oh, gee, either in your household or with clients, you know, we see people use some of these cool apps that are out there using any of those. I was just struck by what Len said in 27 short years, I could be an expert at Excel by uh, keeping track of all of my expenses and everything for, for 27 years. Uh, sign me up. Well, it doesn't take you 27. No, no, no. It doesn't take you 27. You could be an expert in a year if you put, you know, it doesn't take 27 years to be an expert in Excel. You just, you know, but I'm just saying over time, the average person, they can a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And before they know it, they are an expert. Not it doesn't take 27 years. I think you're talking to, uh, I mean, Len, you're giving OG a lot of credit. You're saying that every man would take a year. It would take me like 28 years. <laughs> Just drop everything you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You can do it in a year. No, I mean- from a budget standpoint in our family, it's just it's just really not a thing that we do. We try to keep track of kind of what the Amex bill is every month and are aware of that amount. I mean, we kind of take the Paula's approach and she's not here to defend herself, but kind of sort of the anti-budget thing. It's like, just put money where it needs to go and then spend whatever the hell is left and don't even care because because we know that from a goal standpoint, everything else is taken care of. Um, long term, and I think, although there's some big downsides to that, I don't want to like make that all sound like you know roses yeah. and sunshine. That yeah. like, oh, I have no care in the world. I don't have to do 27 years of spreadsheets. The downside is that it can get out of hand, and that's kind of sort of what's going on right now. And it's not really out of hand in a negative sense. It's just there's more stuff going on. Lacey was talking about kids that are driving, and that's where they just you know like all those other things are starting to creep up. And, uh, and we're inside of two years now till Alex goes to school. So, you know, it's a very significant expense that's coming in 23 months from now, which just sounds mind boggling to say, but, you know, just being aware of that is one of the downsides of like going, eh, I'm just gonna, I'll just save money. I'll do that thing. And then I can spend wherever I want. Yeah. There's some freedom there, but then with freedom comes great responsibility. Well, and I think I look at, I look at OG, the stuff that Len talked about, the CEO roles. Really, a lot of that is in a business would be the really cool stuff the CFO does. Like, as you know, the CFO can change what a quarterly report looks like to Wall Street just by knowing how to use that pen, right? And, and so your ability to get to some of the bigger stuff, I think, becomes more difficult if you don't have that weekly cadence going. You know, the, yeah. the little things find a way to take care of themselves. The big things then truly do get lost, which is why I like taking the time. I want to ask uh, you guys one more question before we say goodbye. And that is how much of this is about setting the time aside to either communicate or just get your ducks in a row versus actually writing out the budget. So how much is actually technique versus actually being proactive and thinking about this? If you had to give it a percentage, you know, 60% communication and putting the time aside, 40% actually doing it or whatever it would be. Where would you put those percentages, Lacey? I would say 80, 85, thinking about it and planning it and 20% doing it. It's like anything in life. You give it some more attention sometimes than you do other, like, you know, your weight, like you might have let yourself go a little bit, but you're like, all right, my clothes are Too a little soon, tight. Lacey. Too soon. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Speaking of letting yourself go. Have you seen the swimmer's build? <laughs> I know. Jeez. I've been working hard all summer. Gosh. I didn't get this V-shaped figure <laughs> letting myself go with the bonbons. Yeah, no, get that donut no dad shape bods figure. here. Just summer bods. Got it. Right. Exactly. But anyway, Lacey, I'll continue. stand up if you need me to. 
promises, promises. <laughs> Switching back gears. Reverse. Um, <laughs> no, but sometimes you give things more attention. And when you give something more attention, the needle's going to move. So, you know, you're going to make things happen because you're putting your effort in that spot. And so a lot of times... You may have not made money the main focus, like you're getting focused on your health, you're getting focused on work, your career, your kids. And then it's like, all right, we need to get back on track with this. And so you're paying a lot more attention to it. So I think it just depends on where you're at and what the new goal is for your money. It's just like OG says, uh, but you know, the hardest part of working out is, is lacing up your shoes, which is why he doesn't have any shoes. He just got rid of them all. Just Crocs. True story. That's right. <laughs> Just Crocs, sandals and socks. Len, what do you think those two percentages are for, have been for you guys between thinking about a setting the time aside versus the actual doing it? Well, the doing it part, I, I'm, to me, I'm not going to minimize that that's important. You've got to do it. So, I mean, just setting something up like a YNAB or, or, or your spreadsheet or whatever, set it up first. And then that gives you some, a basis to talk about things. Once you get it set up, Yes, then I agree. It's more conversation and discussion. And then the, the tool will take care of itself after that. I mean, with your, with your inputs. But yeah, I think you have to set something up first and have a form of basis for like your conversation. I think that makes the conversation more meaningful. Um, even if it's some of the inputs are wrong or incorrect. I mean, it gives you a basis to something to start working around rather than just theoretically start talking about it and then doing the planning first. I, I, that's, that's me though. Yeah, we have a new sponsor on the show, uh, Monarch Money, which is very much a cool way to look at all this stuff. It is one of those shiny apps. But I have to say, as a guy who's played around with a lot of stuff, I've used Cube Money. I really like it. I've used Tiller. I really like it. As a guy who's played around with a lot of budget apps and actually likes having that stuff right in front of me, I super like those. But what's been fun, though, about this new sponsor of ours is I'm going back and resetting all the basic stuff up that I've already had in my other apps. And you're right, that process of just setting it up is giving me ideas and is giving me, yes. it's like putting stuff in my head as I go yes. through and, and work through some of these details that I already had, you know, elsewhere. OG, for you guys, uh, thinking about those two percentages? Well, Lacey's probably right, as always, you know, that the time spent sharpening the saw versus cutting down the tree is is proportionate. I, I, I suspect that having the conversations about it and starting to put the structure in place is most important. The more time that you spend building out the system, the less time you have to spend implementing the system after you've got it running. You know, So what you were just talking about there, Joe, about like, hey, I got to put all my stuff in there. I've got, you know, I mean, if you're doing an app, right, you've got to use, get your credentials out and remember what bank is is where and, you know, all these different things that that just take time to do. But once it's there, then it's in maintenance mode. Yeah. What you do with that information is probably more important. And that's where the communication piece, the 80%, so much yeah. more important. Showing up for that meeting. The huge number of people who told me, well, you know, I've got Mint, so I'm good. I'm like, well, you, did you open Mint? That's always a whole different story. It's not about having the app. It's about what you what you do. I think that's a great place to leave this discussion, guys. That's fantastic. I hope some people this holiday weekend take an hour and start setting up maybe better controls for their money because as we saw early on, it can have a huge, make a huge difference. I can't believe $425 billion wasted because we're not paying attention to stuff. 
Let's uh, find out what's going on where all you guys are. OG, big plans for this uh, Labor Day weekend? Uh, yeah, got some travel this week and then um, home on Sunday and Monday for, for Doug's party. family time. For Doug's party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Len, how about you, man? Uh, what's going on at lenpenzo.com? And you got big plans this weekend? Uh, no, no plans. It's going to be a quiet weekend for me. Um, Those are my favorite kind of plans, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like them too. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're very nice, relaxing uh, Saturday. I'm not going to get out there and jump in the hustle and bustle. You know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to put on my website the article I was talking about, my how I run my household yeah. like a business. I'll, I'll for anybody who wants is interested, and they can come see. And I have it all spelled out. Everything's there, and you can just it's a real quick read, and uh, you can reference that. Beautiful, fantastic. We're going to link to that. We'll link to the tools we shared, and we'll link to the Military Money Show uh, on uh, on our uh, our show notes. <laughs> Why can't I remember <laughs> the word show notes on our something? on our show notes page at stackybedjamins.com. So Lacey, thanks for hanging out with us again. Thanks for having me. It's always a good time. You guys have uh, big plans for the holiday weekend? Just grilling out. I'm looking forward to that. Just chilling out, grilling out. Not with Doug. We like to keep things, meat products, especially refrigerated. Breaking my heart. Did you leave out like potato salad as well? That would be even worse with mayonnaise. Coleslaw. Joe likes coleslaw. No, we don't even need to go there. Yeah, way too soon. Uh, it's been, what, five years, and it's still going on and on. But what's coming up at the Military Money Show? I have something big coming. will be announced my birthday weekend or birthday week. I do a big show on September 15th, so there is a big change coming for the Military Money Show, and Ooh. I'll be making the announcement then. Can't wait. Yeah, you have to stay tuned. Zikes. Nobody listens to the show. You can give us a preview. I'm making a big announcement about the Military Money Show on September 15th, so tune in. Yes. All right, that is going to do it for today. A lot of uh, takeaways there, Doug, but uh, what are our top three? Well, Joe, first, take some advice from Lacey Langford and don't let your money intimidate you. Set up systems, realize you won't get it right on day one, and set off. Second, if you get to choose between being the CFO and COO, always choose being the CFO. That way you can hide all the fishing and skiing gear purchases. You know, I mean, so I've heard. Guys talk in the the locker room. Anyway, but the big lesson, wait till the day of your big holiday bash to turn your tub into a cooler. Otherwise, turns out you'll end up having to bathe in the kitchen sink one limited time like a little baby. Thanks to Lacey Langford for joining us today. You can find her podcast on the interweb. We'll also include links in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com slash Excel expert in a year. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash OG for his calendar. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2023, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. This show was written by Lisa Curry, who's also the host of the Long Story Long podcast, with help from me, Joe, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Kevin Bailey helps us take a deeper dive into all the topics covered on each episode in our newsletter called The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at the 201. Just visit stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. 
wonder how beautiful we all are? Of course, you'll never know if you don't check out our YouTube version of this show, engineered by Tina Eichenberg. Then you'll see once and for all that I'm the best thing going for this podcast. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude and Kate Youngkin are our social media coordinators, and Gertrude is the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. Say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. Not only should you not take advice from these nerds, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. What's amazing, what's amazing to me about Spotify already, I like because of Discover Weekly, like every Tuesday they have music and it's either right on. It's like, hey, here's a bunch of songs we don't think you've heard before that we think you'd like. It's either spot on and I like them all, or it just sucks from beginning to end. It's just horrible. But now they've taken this whole AI train that everybody's doing and they've got their, they got their Spotify DJ who talks directly to me. Listen to this. All right, you want to change it up? Let's do it. I got REM, a few other artists in that zone. And so I just, I just hit the wow. button. But, but if I don't, he'll come on like every three or four songs like a DJ does and say something like this. All right, let's move on to a mix of rock next. Radiohead leading the way. <laughs> like you've got your own personal DJ. He, he leads, it is so cool. He leads off like every day going, hey, Joe, how's your Friday going so far? It's your oh, good so he friend. So does use your name. He uses oh, your he name. Does. Joe, I got you, Joe. You like that teenage girl music? I got you. <laughs> he speaks directly to me. Yeah, wow. I had to play. I had to play a bunch of uh, male music for a while. Just, you I know. I say that's me, Selena well, Gomez. So yeah. I, oh, jeez, yeah. I'm, I'm way into her music. Uh, Chef's kiss. Selena Gomez, uh, the new season of Murders, Murders in the Building is out. Yeah, I do not like that show. You do, Of course you don't, because no, everybody cause else you, likes it. Because you do. I haven't watched it, but Cheryl loves it. We we watched two episodes, and it just, you know what? It, it was a little bit like Marvelous Miss Maisel, where... Actually, I like that. I like the first two seasons of Marvelous Miss Maisel a lot. The last, the last season of Marvelous Miss Maisel was amazing. I drifted off in, in season three. But anyway, Murders in the Building, it feels very New York stagey Broadway. It just feels you know like that to me, and that's never been my thing. That's going to live in my memory. You doing Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> Lacey, by living in your memory, you mean, you mean in your nightmares.
She's going to have a nightmare. She's going to wake up. find out what's going on with Len's... Uh, tomato, tomato. Len's sleeves. Len's I'm, got I'm, suns out, guns out going on. Am I scaring you? Am I scaring you? OG. No, I'm not scared of anything. I just <laughs> No, that's not the word. No. Repulsing, maybe. Yeah, no. It's yeah, no. you know what? It's freaking hot out here, man. Let me tell you. You don't know air conditioning? Oh, oh, I like the vibe you're guy. putting out, Len. I like the vibe you're putting out. Oh, it's so hot. Thank you, Lacey. Ugh. Thank you. So <clears throat> last week I was um, at the airport and uh, there's a guy that I do some business with there in, in his office. I was there and, uh, <laughs> and he, he had a box of <laughs> He has a box of uh, peppermint bark. And for Christmas last year, he gave everybody that he, uh, every one of his clients, a box of William Sonoma peppermint bark. And I'm like, dude, what's, it's August. What's going on here? And he goes, ah, oh, somebody didn't take it. I go, well, I'm taking it. I'm t- it's August. Nobody's claimed it. I'm, they're my, it's mine. So I'm like, sweet. Threw to my backpack, took off uh, to oh, go no. do a thing. Oh, yeah. no. Took off <laughs> to go do a thing. It's in, my, it's in my backpack. It's in, it's in, it's in the car. I go Aging do, perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I do my thing that this uh, university that I had to go to. Anyways, do the stuff. Get back home late that night. And the wife asked how it was, and, and and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. I'm like, oh, by the way, I got you something. And I reach into my backpack. <laughs> something special. <laughs> I reach into my um. backpack and immediately recognize that this is this tin is hot to the touch. <laughs> it's I mean, I've been home for 30 minutes, and I'm like, oh, oh, boy. I got you a tin full of poo. So, Minty poo. Peppermint poo. Guess what happens to a box of a tin of peppermint bark? When it's 106 outside and you leave it in your backpack. Oh, no. It turns into a block of sludge. It's just all yeah. blue. <laughs> put it in the freezer. Yeah. So now so now I've got chunks of frozen peppermint bark. So I bet it's delicious. Good. Yeah. It's not bad. It's going to break a tooth. But pass them over here. Let me help your confidence if I said it scared me. Who? I scared you? Yes. With your gun. My look? <laughs> yes, if you're gonna do that, you gotta get a pump on before. Yeah, you gotta get vascular. You gotta get vascular before you get on here. Man. You, gotta, you gotta pump out some reps. I mean, you did some of it. You shaved your arms, which is a good good effort. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do you the whole thing, you gotta thank you thank you for noticing. You you want to know what else is shaved? <laughs> I would love to know, Stop. Len. Your head, obviously. <laughs> We're stopping the head show right there. Scene. Scene. <laughs> Well, Stackers, this episode is over, but you know what? Your homework has just begun, and it's not about what you know. It's about what you do. And partnering with the right organizations is a huge part of your success. Well, let me tell you, becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Now, not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example... You could start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Considering a big home improvement project, maybe you want to consolidate debt, begin stackers with your debt strategy. Decide what the best terms are and conditions for the debt that you want to take, and then decide on the products. And with Navy Federal, you could borrow up to 100% of your home's equity with a fixed rate home equity loan with zero closing costs or easily borrow as you go with a home equity line of credit. Both options could help make life's big expenses seem more manageable as you work your way through life. 
To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equalizing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loans subject to approval.